We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Traders Mind Chat Live Show. Today we have live trading for you guys. Uh, these are actually the the first set of trades that that I've put on this year. I have uh, a strict policy to not trade at all uh, when I'm not feeling well. I uh, kicked off the year well with uh, uh, with COVID, um, kicked my ass for about a week, but feeling a lot better now, thankfully. And market started to improve yesterday. Put on a couple of trades. We'll go through uh, those trades uh, in just a, a moment. We'll talk about those trades. We'll talk about trade other ideas that that I'm seeing, um, and we'll. Uh, answer your questions, talk about the trades that you want to talk about, uh, analyze any kind of uh, ideas that, that are on your radar. Um, and yeah, uh, let's get into it. Um, and for, for right now, if you could drop a comment, uh, let me know where you're watching from. Let me know if you could hear and see me okay. That, that's always good. And make sure that you hit the like button. That, that's going to help the channel out a bit too. All righty. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. So uh, right now I've got two trades on. Actually, well, why don't I make this a little bit bigger so that way you guys could see it. Um, and the, this is the the chart layout that, that I always like to, to go with for uh, my individual trades. Uh, this kind of quad look where I've got a monthly chart, a weekly chart, a daily chart, and then a 30-minute chart. So that way I have all the, the different perspectives uh, in view. Um, I'm mostly finding setups. Now, when I'm looking for setups, I'll find them on the, the weekly time frame. Then I'll, I'll drill down into the daily and, and I'll tighten up my reward to risk, my, my entry and my stop loss down here on the 30 minute. So um, this is a, the first trade that, that uh, came on my radar. Uh, RJF Raymond James Financial. Um, I'll make it a little bit bigger here on the 30-minute time frame and, and walk you through uh, what I was seeing. Uh, but basically, um, I saw this tightening up, and I'll put my annotations back on uh, over here. Uh, what I saw, right? So zoom out a bit. I saw this flat base, uh, which it had broken out uh, about a week ago broken out and then i saw it starting to tighten up again and it was that tightening up action up here the almost lot like a like a little flag um almost a lot like a, a not quite well what i would consider a base on base but but starting to be like a base on base uh, where it, you have a this initial base then it, it forms this little consolidation up here and so i decided to buy that breakout and so far it hasn't really uh gone anywhere it's still above uh my buy point i'm likely going to raise my stop uh on this idea uh to break even i might cut it by the end of the day if it doesn't move um but that's where this one is at i also have this yellow dotted line here. That, that's uh, another place where uh, I would look to roll my stop up to. Um, 
generally well, when I'm uh, thinking about where am I going to place a stop, right? Like a, that, that's a common question. Let me know if this is a question that, that you ask yourself, like where to place your stop. Uh, is that a question that you ask yourself or is that a question that you struggle with? Uh, type into the comment. Uh, let me know if uh, uh, how comfortable you are uh, with the stop placement. Generally, the way that I like to operate is I like to have my stop below some level of support, some level of price structure. So that's why well, when this trade started, right? So if we hit the little replay button, uh, the, this is one of the best features on uh, TradingView, in my opinion. You can see like how price ran up and then it started to tighten up over here. So my thought was to enter on a breakout to, to the highs and have a stop loss right below uh, that low. Fast forward uh, a bit and price breaks out this morning, right? So my initial stop is down here. And comes back in and basically flattens out. So it, oh, well, again, we'll, we'll see what happens by the, the end of the day. Uh, this point on this kind of breakout here, right? Like it had some decent volume coming up the right side of this, but on the actual breakout volume has been uh, fairly non-existent. So I don't have a ton of conviction uh, in this idea. Um, now, on the other hand, uh, here's one that is working out pretty well so far. Uh, ticker symbol. ARLP, Alliance Resource Partners. Um, something else to point out too with both of these. Um, so RJF, uh, financial company. Um, the ARLP, that is uh, in the energy sector. And that that's where I've seen most of the, the ideas, most of the, the setups that uh, were presented yesterday, last week, or even this week. Uh, a lot of them tending to be in the energy, finance, uh, and the banking sector too. Uh, so this is another one, right? And so uh, let's start by zooming out again. Uh, and some of the things that, that I liked about this idea in ARLP, and for, for seeing a bunch of people uh, just uh, join right now. Well, first off, welcome. As you guys have questions, uh, and I don't think I mentioned this uh, at the top of this, but um, as you have questions, just put them into the chat. I'm happy to, to stop, go over anything, answer questions on the fly. Um, so this idea here, ARLP, um, saw that it was a leader, right? Like the first thing that, that caught my attention was this relative strength line being at highs ahead of uh, the price action. That's what that little ball there represents. I also saw that it was working the right side of the base and it was doing it on uh, increasing volume. And on the right side of the base, each week was closing near its high of the week. That got me interested in this idea. So. Uh, look at it a little bit closer on the daily, try to find an entry point, and then I'll drill down into the 30-minute. So let me turn on the, uh, the annotations uh, that I made. I mark up my charts quite a bit. Uh, and uh, you can see that the pattern here, 
Well, I, I marked up a bunch of stuff already. So what I was seeing was this being a cup with high handle, right? So it, it worked its way up the right side of the cup. Volume dried up in the handle area. That's what you like to see. And on the breakout, so far, volume's elevated on the breakout. So picture perfect as far as that kind of stuff goes. Um, something else that, that I really liked about this idea, and one of the reasons why it was one of my top ideas going into today and why we were talking about it quite a bit uh, in our Discord room. Uh, we've got a Discord, separate Discord room for our uh, elite members. Uh, one of the things that I was talking about uh, with them, what we were talking about in the room, was how price tightened up down here on the 30 minute. And I love when price does this because it allows us to really tighten up our entry point, our risk, uh, the amount that we could buy of an idea while still risking uh, just a very minuscule amount. And so in this handle area, right, like we don't have to put our stop down here. I, I opted to put my stop over here to start out the trade. Uh, in retrospect, I could have even raised it up here where I now have half of my, my stop loss. So what I did was I, uh, I bought this breakout, broke out, heavy volume, fantastic. And then from there, um, I have uh, scaled out, right? Hit my first scale out. So got some weird hair, I think, from the microphone in my mouth. Anyway, um, got my first scale out, right? So the way that I like to treat every single trade um, is I like to scale out as I'm making multiples of the amount that I risk. So if I make one times the amount that I've risked, take a little bit off. And you can see right there, like I sold 10% of the position. Great. Small token amount, uh, feels good, but uh, I want to keep the majority of the position on to continue compounding and, and allow it to work. When I get to 2R, right? Like the, the larger goal is to get to 2R and beyond. Um, but the, the main first goal, get the 2R. I, I'm basically a two to one trader. That, that's what my stats were uh, all of last year. That's what my stats tend to be historically that I will typically make on average uh, two times my risk on, on a trade. Uh, so averaged out. So if price gets over here, I'm taking off half of my trade and allowing the other half to run. What this one did was it broke out, pulled back, and then ran up again. And so that allows me to, that first breakout, I was able to raise my stop almost immediately to this level right over here, that uh, 1380 level. Uh, then, uh, great, so that that's taking off so much risk, right? Like that, that took off like half the risk of this trade. Love getting that risk off the table as quickly as I can. Uh, when it's, uh, when it's called for, when there's an opportunity to do so, when I define opportunity to do so by the price structure. So raised, uh, my full stop. Then, then what happened? Price breaks out, consolidates, uh, breaks out again over here. Uh, when it tripped that that one R target, so at that point I was able right. So I saw that breakout, pulled back, 
ran up again, and now it's consolidating over here. I'm using this little level right there as like, oh, that, that's like another potential floor. So let me raise at least half of my stop to break even. So now uh, this trade is basically risk-free, right? If it takes out this stop, then nothing gained, nothing lost. If it takes out that stop, then it's basically eating up that profit. So there's no uh, none of my capital risk on the table uh, at this point in the trade. So that's where I like to get into trades. I like to get into trades that way fairly quickly. So that way now it's more allowing it to do what it needs to do and playing with the house's money. Looks like we've got a comment in here. Oh, Ryan. Ryan asks, uh, great friend of the show, which time frame do you base your entry on? So, Ryan, uh, I... Now, the way that I try to find my exact entry point, it tends to be down here uh, on the 30 minute. But that said, uh, I want to have confluence across time frames. So that could mean that either my stop loss has the 30 minute, uh, has the daily, and potentially even has the weekly all jiving together if the either the entry or the stop have at least three timeframes driving together, fantastic. If just one of them is there, right? So so let's say on this entry, let's take off all these annotations. It'll be a little bit less noisy. Um, on this initial entry, right? Um, today's entry, it, it was getting, the entry point was making a new high on the week. It was getting above the daily high over here, and it also jived very well on the 30-minute. It was getting above uh, this area here, right? So the entry point worked across three time frames. That's fantastic. That's what I love to see in any kind of a trade that, that I'm going to take. Now, as far as the stop loss goes, the stop loss I had down here. So if my stop loss is down here, right? Like I'm looking at the 30 minute, but it that's not where I'm starting, right? Like I, I'm looking down there to see like, how can I tighten this up? But where does this fall on a daily time frame? Oh, well, it actually was uh, this day's low here. Well, what was that? that? That's Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday's low. Great, so it's working on the 30 minute and it's working on the daily. Where did that fall on the weekly time frame? right? The, my stop was at, 13, 1348, I believe it was. Um, yeah, 1348 was the initial stop. Uh, the, this is a spreadsheet, by the way, that that I keep, that I share well with our, our members. It's my own uh, trading journal uh, that I use. So 1348 on this trade, uh, that was the initial stop. Uh, and that also happens to be the current low of the week. So again, uh, it doesn't always happen this way. When it does, it, it's even better. But the entry and the stop loss worked across the weekly, the daily, and the 30 minutes. So I really love it when you have that multi-time frame syncing up. Um, it adds a lot more conviction to the trade for me. Great question. Um, any other questions on uh, ARLP? 
think we kind of beat this one to death. <laughs> um, let me see. Well, what else uh, about this? Yeah, so um, mentioned that it was in the energy sector, um, you know, one of the top ranked industry groups. Uh, and something else, too, well, with uh, uh, seeing the, the, the initial analysis, right? So how did the, this thing come on my radar? Let me... Uh, let me bring down MarketSmith. And we spoke a little bit about MarketSmith and, and doing this kind of stuff yesterday uh, in yesterday's live stream about market analysis. I'll run through it again uh, here uh, just a little bit so you guys have a stronger sense of how to take all this stuff and put it together. Uh, but basically, I'm running screens. Uh, every single day, I'll, I'll run a variety of screens. There, You can see them all right here. Right, So looking at... Uh, 52-week high, relative strength being at 52-week highs, looking at volume, looking at volume either being elevated or, or drying up, looking at a bunch of different stuff, and then, <laughs> right, technical term, and then uh, looking at the, well, what's actually setting up. So when I look at what's actually setting up and I build a focus list, right? So let, yesterday there were 15 stocks on my focus list, uh, I one one of the first things that I look at is well, what sectors are these stocks coming from? What sectors are they coming from? Well, what I'll start to notice is like, oh, look at that. There's a, a few banking stocks. There's a bunch of energy. There's a bunch of finance. Hmm. Right? Like that catches my attention. It All the setups happen to be in a small handful of sectors. Great. So what I want to do then is to be participating in those sectors and to basically cherry pick uh, what I think is the best setup uh, from those. Okay? I'm not going to trade all of them, but I'm going to uh, find the, the best one, the, uh, the best few. So what I did, right? and so now we're starting to get into the next part of, of this, which is... Um, ideas on my radar. So here's a focus list from yesterday, right? And it, you can see that uh, the first two, the ARLP and the uh, RJF, those actually triggered. So they're on my uh, my open trades. They're not here anymore. Um, but some of the other trades that, that looked interesting to me at the time, right? Uh, SFBS, uh, part of the banking sector saw this tightening up, it never triggered, right? Like so far, it, it hasn't triggered. It didn't trigger an entry. It did it fall below the stop loss. The low of the day is 87.10. I would have had my stop at 86.85. So that order is still sitting well with the broker. Um, I'll take it off by the end of the day. And then oh, my process is I'll, uh, I'll reset. I'll reset at the end of each trading day, and I will basically uh, like wipe the slate clean from any open orders, right? Like orders that haven't triggered, and then uh, a trade like this in uh, SFBS, like it goes back into the into the pile, and it gets reevaluated again versus every other possible uh, opportunity uh, that's coming up. So I'll do that, um, and let's see what else. So, so this was on the radar, didn't trigger. Um, Riley uh, Financial, 
this I saw this as a halfway decent uh, pullback setup where price ran up, pulled back. It, it kind of pulled back uh, on slightly heavier volume. Wasn't a huge fan of that, but it, it did find support around the 21 EMA, and I really liked the shakeout there. Started to follow through uh, yesterday, right? So for there's some traders that like to buy on uh, the day that it shakes out and to buy that high with a stop over there. That would have worked out. Um, I tend to be a little bit more of a, what you would call a breakout trader where um, I'd be basically looking for like a little flat congestion area and then buying on that kind of a breakout. Um, the reason why uh, and I actually like this setup quite a bit too. You can see over here, like I have my uh, my action list. Then I have the A level trades, B level trades, C level trades, um, trades under review. Uh, nothing to review right now. I reviewed all of them from yesterday, but um, this was in what I considered an A level setup. The reason why I didn't uh, put an order for this one is because uh, RJF is in the same exact group. So I didn't want to put on two trades that were in the same group. I figured if the market starts to get going, there'll be other setups. Uh, and I'd rather just pick the, the one that I thought was the best in the group. Uh, so at the time, that was RJF. Uh, let's see what, what else. Um, Monoreal saw it this way. Uh, this worked as a kind of like a sloppy double bottom, double bottom with handle. Um, let's see. Well, what are the notes uh, did I have on this one? Um, Monoreal double bottom volume was up greater than the past 10 days. Today is Price found support at the 21 EMA and anchored VWAP. It also broke back above the 50-day, uh, closed at the high of the daily range. The pattern can count as a double bottom. Yes, double bottom, base on base, or a triangle. Yeah, double bottom, base on base, right? So you also have this. Uh, I'm seeing now is like this inverted head and shoulders. Uh, kind of sloppy a little bit. That could be the shoulder. Maybe the shoulders over there. You might treat this whole thing as a cup-shaped base. But anyway, base-on-base uh, -base pattern, fairly sloppy double bottom. Um, yeah. I did like how volume came off the 50, but uh, yeah, the, this one too. Uh, MR, MNRL part of the energy sector. So in that case, um, I already chose one from the energy sector, one that I thought was better, uh, that being ARLP. Didn't have to place orders for everything, just place orders for the ones that you think are the best. In this case, thought ARLP was the best because, well, look at the price action. Like the relative strength line was already at all-time highs. The or 52-week highs, I should say. The price was leading, consolidated tightly, very close to the highs. 
um, more volume coming into it than MNRL. This is a fine setup, but if I'm have the opportunity to look at both and which one do I want to take, ARLP was the better of the two. Um, yeah, well, we could go through uh, the rest of these stocks. Uh, Bro was a pretty decent setup. That one's uh, broke out. Uh, working so far but the you see over here like how the breakout uh the volume down here uh kind of negligible uh, like it, it's stuff like that that doesn't give me a ton of conviction in the name um but anyhow uh did not take that trade uh like the i like to see where a lot of stocks start to work well when when we have a basketball, when we have our trade ideas, um, and we, you know, I, I find it to be very helpful to see how many are working, how many are not working, uh, whether I'm in them or not, because they, it's it's such a great gauge of market health that uh, you know, uh, like it, it's it's almost like you find a bunch of trade ideas. If they're all working, great, then that means that it, this is a good environment. If you find a bunch of trade ideas and they all uh, like pop and drop or that they all uh, like just fall uh, like a stone then that means that hey you know what it's probably not uh, a great environment so lots of ways to gauge the general market health just from the the trades that you're finding all right guys um let me know what questions you have we went through a bunch of stuff we went through uh the uh, the open trades that I have. We went through a few ideas that are on the radar from, from yesterday. Let me know what trades you're interested in. Well, what are you guys trading? What are you guys trading? Well, what ideas are on your radar? Let me know. Throw it into the into the comments. Well, we're waiting for that. Well, let's take a look at, at a few others here. Yeah, like there's so many from the um from the finance sector, right? Uh, like so, yeah. Here's Coop. Uh, there, this was a another solid one too. This uh, double bottom, right? And again, not a perfect double bottom. It does the second leg of the double bottom does undercut the right, so it's got that. The my problem with this setup uh, is that the majority of it is below the fifty-day moving average. And not only that, you have the 50-day starting to curve downward. It's not something that would prevent me from taking the trade or, or just like tossing the idea. Like the, the idea is obviously on the focus list, but uh, it's one of those things that takes it from an A-level trade down to a B-level trade. So, and so that's why... I have this one ranked as a B-level trade. Yeah, TSC, Tri-State Capital Holdings. Uh, another one broke out of this flat base that made this little flag over here, started to break out. Um, let's see, well, what else do we got on the radar? Um, this was forming uh, another flat base, call it a flat base, call it a cup. Um, it was tightening up in this area. This is where, too, I like to come down onto the 
30 minute it and see is there uh another way in this pot yeah that so the here's one where um yeah popped out today right so it would have triggered both an entry let me let me see would that have triggered a one hour scale out yeah it did so this is one right like super tight entry and stop you could have gotten in with just a one percent less than a one percent uh reward uh stop loss it would have triggered your first scale out but it would have stopped you out as well right so another thing why this is a b level setup it, it's tight a little too tight yeah and over here too like it, it ran up started to form a handle lower volume um let me see well what didn't i like about this one did i put notes on ebc i don't think so because it was a yeah b-level trade generally like i don't write notes on like the the trades that i don't plan on taking on like every once in a while like i'll throw a few notes on it but um yeah like like that this just it's like a so-so idea lot. Like it doesn't, it doesn't call to me. Plus, also with this too, right? Like, so you have the relative strength trending down. Yeah, the relative strength started to turn up over here, right? But you can see like how the the relative strength is nothing to write home about. It's not like how uh, with ARLP, right? Like you, the left to right, you're it, you're going. Uh, straight up that not quite straight straight up but you're you're moving higher and you're moving higher across time frames then you look at something like this and the relative strength is doing the opposite here's a question from confluence trader confluence trader says how many uh number of trades do you consider to be a bad environment Ooh, interesting question so I think that uh, I think it's relative. I think it's relative. So what I would do is I'll go and I will look at uh, the number of trade ideas uh, that I'm finding, the number of trade ideas that I'm finding each weekend in the middle of the week, and also um, taking that information and comparing it to weeks and months prior. So uh, to come back to this, and looking at the spreadsheet, and I will uh, zoom in a bit, coming over to market mood, right? So uh, on this spreadsheet here, I'm tracking a uh, whole bunch of stuff, uh, but I'm also tracking the number of trade ideas that I'm finding uh, each week. So this week, only 19 ideas out of 300 uh, ideas in the universe list, that's not a very high percentage. Uh, the last week, there were 56 ideas. Better, but you can see like how the market treated those ideas, right? Like most of the those ideas got whacked. So uh, not a great environment. Week before that, 36 ideas. That's still on the lighter side. 36 is still on the lighter side. Most of them work though. Right, so that was good. Um, 27, that's still on the light side. Then, yeah, 37s. So, like, roughly, like, I would say that 
probably it for me in the 40 uh 30 to 40 range like that that's light but improving relative to where we are now right around 19 um the best period uh that I've seen in a while was back here. The this is uh, uh September October, a lot like uh end of October, uh 70, 80 ideas. Uh, that that's a lot. That's a, a robust environment. Um, but all the stuff, right? A lot like so, uh, so uh. I'm tracking this, and it's the the data that that I'm finding, right? So uh, let's say, uh, let's personalize this a little bit. Uh, so let's say that you're doing the same kind of analysis uh, on your own, right? Like so, you're you're running your your screens, you're looking for for trade ideas. You're doing it once a week. Maybe you're doing it each day, but track those ideas. Track the number of those ideas. Track how the market treats those ideas, and then you'll you'll start to see over time. Well, how many ideas is a lot for you? How many are few for you? It'll take a little while to get that feel, but once you start doing it and you're consistent with it, like that, that's how you have like such robust data that we're like. I hardly look at the news. Like yesterday, well, we did a whole uh, live stream uh, about the news that like. Something that that's it, you know, like you guys uh, out there will want to talk about it. And so, uh, like it, to me, it, it's just like okay, interesting. The uh, market watch has X Y Z to say. There's this in the news, but it's this data here that that I trade off of. Um, it, it's ob it's completely objective, right? Like there, there's no other story around it. That it. it it makes life uh, a lot easier, a lot less stressful when you're able to just look at your your own data uh, in this way. And and this is what uh, this is what I teach people how to do. This is what we have a whole library on in our uh, elite program. Ryan Ryan says, "Have you already decided how long you will hold a trade before you enter it?" Very very good question, Ryan. Uh, thank you for that. So. Whenever I enter a trade, uh, I set an intention for how I, well, how long I want to hold that trade. Whether I'm intending for it to be a swing trade, whether I'm intending for it to be something longer term. Um, with that in mind, um, if I'm entering something longer term, then I know that most of how I'm going to manage the trade is going to be on the weekly charts and on the monthly charts. So it's uh so i won't really get shaken out uh, based on day-to-day -day action that said uh just because a trade is intended to be long term doesn't mean that it's actually going to end up being that way uh, a fine example of that is uh, with crypto right so uh, let's uh jump back over here and look at uh crypto Right, so so I had well what I had intended to be long-term trades in Ethereum, in Bitcoin, uh, in Doge last year. Um, yeah, like Doge was my biggest gain uh, all last year. I still have the, the annotations on this. Um, so bought it uh, back here, 
right, in February, intending for it to be long term. Uh, it had this monster run, thousand percent. Like I can't see a giving back, right? Like so, if I decided that you know what, I'm going to hold this forever, I could still be a gain on it, right? I bought it at four cents initially. Um, I would still be sitting on a 200% gain, but I can't see allowing a thousand percent to turn into 200%. So that's why I ended up selling it. Uh, I sold it somewhere in like the 50 cent range, somewhere, somewhere around there in, uh, what was it? May, uh, may of last year. Yeah. Somewhere around like 50, 45 cents, something like that. So, yes, I uh, I set an intention uh, when I take my trade, so that way I know um, how I should manage it. But yeah, even a even a long term trade could end up being exited the next day or the next week. Like if I get stopped out of a potential long term trade, like a risk management is still uh, number one. Um, let's see. Well, what other questions do you guys have? Um, happy to stay on for another, uh, couple of minutes, uh, where, you know, time flies, uh, during these live sessions. It's already, uh, 2.37, um, Eastern time. Uh, normally I like to do these for about a half an hour, but, um, but yeah, happy to answer any other questions. Uh, if you guys have them, let me, let me take a look over at ShareVision too. Yeah, people on ShareVision are normally pretty quiet. Don't see much popping in to the chat over there. But you guys over here on YouTube, uh, you're a lot more, a lot more active. Appreciate everybody here that's watching. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow we've got Dennis Wilborn coming back on the live stream. Dennis uh, is a fantastic guy. Runs a active trend trading service. And tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Fibonacci. He's a big Fibonacci guy. We're going to talk about uh, what he calls the secrets of Fibonacci and to use it uh, to look at time frames. Right? Like, so I'm pretty basic with my uh, use of Fibonacci, just tr drawing it from swing high to swing low and seeing where the, the levels fall. I'm real curious to see how Fibonacci works uh, across time frames. So, Looking forward to that discussion with Dennis tomorrow. It'll be at 2 o'clock Eastern. We'll be going for uh, an hour, maybe a bit longer uh, than an hour. Initial, we'll do the interview. We'll have open Q&A. We'll be answering questions throughout. Uh, really looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing all you guys there too. Okay, so it doesn't look like there's any other questions coming in. So we'll wrap this up. I want to say thank you all so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate it. You know, whatever comments or questions that you have later on, like just throw it into the comment section. I read all the comments and I want to make these live streams as valuable to you guys as I can. So your feedback is what allows that to happen. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Much love. Peace out.